a listener production. Hi, the person you have called is not available. Please leave a short 10-second message after the tone for... The Howie Games Hotline. Oh, welcome along. Version 2 of the Howie Games Hotline. A lot of people didn't think we'd get to version 2, but here we are. Darce is with me again. Now, for those that weren't aware last time, Darce is the man that edits the show, puts the whole thing together. Guru, how are you? We're back for number two. Good, thank you, Howie. How are you, mate? I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm happy to be back here. A lot of positivity about the first version, which is good. Now, if you want to get involved, all you need to do is send us an audio message or leave a voice message. The number 0434 694 301. That's 0434 694 301. Or it's 043-HOWIE-01. <laughs> and you can send it through via WhatsApp. If you're an international operator, record your message, send it through. And I tell you what, does. I turn on the hotline every three or four days and normally get excited when there's a message. I don't want to get too carried away. But she's blown up. It's gone crazy. It's blown up. Uh, what I'm thinking today, Howie, yes. is... Uh, I'll set the timer for, okay. ha- for half an hour. Half an hour limit. Yeah, and we'll just roll through them. Okay. If we finish them all, we finish them all. If right. we don't quite get there, they'll roll over into Web 3. Version 3 of the yeah. Howie Hotline. All right. All right. Loved everyone's questions. Uh, we'll try and answer them as best you can. Roll it, big boy. Hi, Howie. Ryan here. A massive fan of the podcast. I look forward to every second Thursday getting to listen to your great chats with some absolute legends that you've had on the show. Uh, huge fan of your calling as well. Uh, often listen to Triple M just to hear you call a game and <laughs> oh. loving you on Fox Footy this year oh, as well. God, so right I'd on. just like to know what it's like calling the game in isolation in Melbourne this year, what that's been like and the difference between dealing with those Muppets on Triple M <laughs> and then calling the game on TV for Fox Footy, which I think you've done a great job with. Okay, pump up his tyres well, I tell right? you, Ryan, um, I'm enjoying the positive feedback <laughs> in what can be a negative world in the media, Das. Uh, good question, Ryan. Appreciate it. It is very, very different. Uh, so we at Triple N, you go into a studio and you see it on a couple of monitors, the same as Fox Footy. You get one extra monitor on Fox Footy where you can see a wide shot of the ground. Apart from that, it is exactly what you see at home. You also have a stat sheet which runs about three or four seconds behind play and it has a rolling, scrolling explanation of everything that's going on. So if you're not sure of a player... You can look at that sheet and if you can fudge your way through three or four seconds, the player's name actually comes up so you can see, oh, that was Papley that did the short pass oh. that way. But, it, yeah, it's it's a little bit behind play. It's done by the champion data stats guys. But it's been a learning experience. I'd much rather be at the game, obviously, because you're normally rolling at the MCG and there's 60 or 70 there and you get a real vibe. You've got to bring the vibe yourself. So it's been difficult, but it's been a wonderful learning experience and I reckon we're just – lucky and happy to have footy at the moment. As for the difference between television and radio, uh, radio, the Muppets you mentioned on a Friday night, that is a bit more of an entertainment style operation. Dask people do not want that on the TV. They just <laughs> want to know who's got the ball yep. and what the score is and keep any sort of smart stuff to yourself. So it's a very, very different format, but I have certainly enjoyed them both. Can you just uh, elaborate on what you get from the champion data guys? Oh, mate, too much, too much information. So you've got a statistician on the radio, which you don't have on the TV, but basically all I look at on the stat sheet, you can see exactly what you'd see in your typical newspaper the next day, disposals, inside 50s, kicking efficiency. But if you work your way through the stats, which the special comments guys do, like David King goes 
right into the system and he can tell you about turnovers in the back half with blokes that have used a left foot that were born in southeast Australia. Like that that's the type of information you go to. Right. But when I'm just looking, it's it's almost like you're trying to fill gaps. So the ball might not be doing much on the halfback flank. Lockie Neal might have the ball. So you look and see, yeah, he's had 26 disposals the most on the ground. So basically commentary is just filling gaps till something actually happens, and that's what you use that info for. Right. And that's coming through – So. When you said a couple of seconds behind what yep. you're calling, uh, you're getting like a play, uh, play by play of what's happening on the ground. It, it'll just say Papley short Rampy Rampy by hand Fox right. Fox long ball to a contest. So if you're not exactly sure who it is, you can sort of pad for three or four seconds, yep. just confirm yourself. So it may have gone to full forward. You don't know who kicked it there. Yeah. So uh, yep. McCartan takes the mark. Then you can look back on the form, on the scroll, and see it was Papley that kicked it to him. So say, and then say, oh, that was a beautiful ball inside 50 from Papley. Right. Here you go. It's amazing. Well, it's amazing when you get it right. It's not too good yeah. when you get it wrong. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Hey, Howie. My name is Lloyd, and I just wanted to say that I love listening to the podcast because it feels like I'm asking Gilchrist and Shane Wan questions, and, and that's pretty awesome. Uh, what's been your favourite episode overall and what's been that one fun moment of the show that you always relive thanks see ya tough question tough question there's 107 of them Mm. now so i like them all for different reasons if i had to send people to one it'd be jack jones who is a world war ii veteran um who unfortunately passed away at the start of the year and he talks about serving in Papua New Guinea. But if I had to choose one for what the show is meant to be all about, it's Luke Longley, the big man that played with Jordan, talks about playing in three different uh, winning teams for the Chicago Bulls, what he went through, what it was like to play with Jordan, to play with Pippen, to play with Rodman. And he tells, he tells well, in answer to what's been my favourite actual part of the podcast, he talks to us about... Chicago in their heyday and yep. what it was like checking into hotels. And it was, they had to go in through the kitchen. They had to go in through the back door because Jordan was so massive and everything around them of was course. so massive and Rodman as well. So they used to use pseudonyms, the old fake name. So Luke Longley would check in uh, as various names. One was Stagger Lee, which is a Nick Cave song. Uh, so he would use that. He'd also use, he was a Carlton fan. He'd check in as Bruce Duell. Yes which I really liked, and also uh, the great Australian comedian Norman Gunston. He'd check in as Norman Gunston. So he would be checked into the hotel as those names so no one would know who he was. But he came into this very studio where we're doing this here. He's an enormous man, Mm -hmm. and he's um, he was in the midst in Melbourne of a course to make knives. So in comes this man that's seven foot tall, and he starts talking about knives, and he pulls out of his bag all these knives. I'm thinking... You know, I don't know this cat that well. Well, it's the odd about he is a great man. I still keep in touch with him. He's a very good man. And oh, I'm disappointed he wasn't in the in the Jordan um, doco, the, the Bulls doco. doco, yeah. Yeah, right. I think my favourite episode yep. was Ben Graham. Benny Graham. Yeah, just a, a, an amazing story. And I think he's the only guy ever to have captained an AFL team and an NFL team. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you love your cats. Love my cats. Um, he so. talked. He talked about going out in the halftime period of the Super Bowl because he knew what his job was. He didn't want to listen to the coach, and he went out and sat in the corridor and listened to Bruce Springsteen in the halftime break. Amazing. Yeah, what a freak. Howie, it's Aaron from Brisbane. Uh, really enjoy the show. We've seen a lot of um, sporting personalities. Um, we get to see these people on the TV and and in other forms of media, but we don't see any. 
behind the scenes people that are related to sport. So it'd be really good if we could get uh, some insights into that, whether that might be Gil McLaughlin from the AFL uh, or someone else who's not actually an elite athlete, but it but is uh, connected to sports in some way. Cheers. Bye. Thanks, Aaron. I've thought about this a couple of times. I was lined up, of all things, Aaron, to do a podcast with a chief executive officer of a very high-profile sport in this country, and we're going back and forth, and then he got the choppo. So <laughs> it's sort of that one went to the wayside. I don't want to name who that was. I've thought about people, too, in the space of mindfulness and performance. There's a lady called Emma Murray that gets discussed in the Scotty McLaughlin episodes, done a lot of work with Richmond. I've thought about doing podcasts with her about the power of the mind. I think it's a really good suggestion, Aaron, and that's probably where I need to go with that. Someone about the mindfulness and how you can improve performance by mental techniques rather than physical techniques. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you know, 10 eps or, or something like that, special edition of non-sportsmen. Uh, you know, non-athletes. Yeah, I think there's a, someone it. did send a question about that. I'm not sure if we'll get to it in the hotline, but someone did send something along those lines. We'll, we'll keep rolling anyway. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good. My name is Jaspreet, and <laughs> I've been listening to your podcast for over a month now, and believe me, they all are pretty special. <laughs> I'm not too sure if it's going to be possible for you or not to get the great Novak Djokovic on board. A podcast with him is going to be pretty special as he has been dominating the game of tennis for quite a while now. And in a way, he's one of the most influential sport person around the globe. Good luck with that. And yeah, I love to Big Penguin. Cheers, brother. Take care. (laughs) Cheers to you, brother. The Penguin will enjoy that shout out. Thanks, Jasper. Jasper sent me that about two weeks ago prior to what happened at the US Open where unfortunately Novak was disqualified after the situation with the Lions person. He would be a magnificent chat. He would have been hard to get three weeks ago. I reckon it would be even harder to get now. Uh, If anyone can do it. Well, yeah. We'll do our best, Jasper. I'm not that confident, but as I said in the last episode, we're working on Federer, so maybe if I can get Federer on board, he can then convince uh, Novak and he can convince Kyrgios and then he can convince Nadal and then we got all four of them for you. So Jasper wanted Novak Djokovic, of course. uh, A lot of people messaging in with their recommendations of who you should get on the hotline. Yep. We didn't have time to play them all. So I've chopped them up. Oh, good. And these are the best. Okay. Hey, Howie. Hopefully you're keeping well. I'm listening from Dublin, Ireland. I'd love if you could try and get on uh, Australian hockey superstar, past or present. G'day, Howie. My name's Clint, calling from Warrigal in Victoria. Mate, I think it's about time that you get Mark Bosnich on the show. Where is Pat Rafter? That is the big fish I'm waiting for you to land. Hey, Howie. It's Jumpy, uh, listening from the Central Coast. Great chat, or the uh, amazing Michael Voss. Pretty tall tasks there. Gary Ablett Senior. That'd be huge. Easy. Maybe we need Gaza Senior and Junior together. Now that That'd would be. be and I, I spoke to Geelong various times about getting Gary on. I think Junior. I think that could happen at some stage. Mark Bosnich. 
works at Fox Sports, where I work at the moment. So I've had conversations with him about getting Bozzer on. He'd be fantastic. He played, you know, he was over there playing for Aston Villa and then he played under Alex Ferguson for Manchester United. Would be outstanding. I've taken all those on board. We are doing our best to get some of those guests for you. So I appreciate you sending them in. We'll see what we can do. Uh, g'day, Howie. My name's up. I live in uh, Mandurah, Western Australia. Um, I'm just curious about commentator bias. A lot of people comment, obviously being from WA, um, a lot of people say it's a big bias and stuff like that. As a person that's in the profession, I wonder if you go into games with a little bit of um, a little bit of story that you want to want to tell, and whether you want it to be targeted to a certain area of the audience or stuff like that. Um, just curious a little bit behind the curtain and see if there is a little bias going into a game, whether you favour a more popular team. And, uh, yeah, keep up the good work. Hmm. Great question. I could, I could be honest and say no. It's funny. People say, oh, you know, you go, you know, I go for the Hawks in the footy, you're biased to them. Or Anthony Hudson goes for Geelong or Jared Waitley goes for Geelong or, or James Brayshaw, you know, was president of, of the North Melbourne Footy Club. You have to go for someone because that's why you end up commentating because you love the game. Like I grew up going for the Hawks, so you can't just throw that out the window. But I don't think you bring bias in. What happens? We'll talk footy first. Firstly, when I started calling, there's no time. Like I call Hawthorne games, and I was that flat out trying to figure out how to call a game of footy that there's no way I've got time to think, right, I'm going to favour the Hawks here. You have more time now when you get more used to it. I find especially on the telly now, you end, the only time you favour a side is when you want a close game. Basically, every time I go to work, you want a close game. So when a team gets four goals up, it might be your team, and it's hard as a commentator not to start talking up the other team if they kick the next goal to yep. get it back to three goals, yep. which is what you're trying to do in television. You're trying to get people engaged. The, the, the boss will always say to you, if it's a six-goal margin, never say this, goal is do- this game is done because... You never know. You never know, and you don't want people to turn off. So I don't think there's bias. My bias is not towards a team, it's to getting a close game. In the cricket, again, it's not biased. Uh, I had the pleasure uh, two summers ago on Fox of calling India versus Australia and the Indian fans are vociferous, if they, especially in social media, if you say anything that they perceive as biased. So you've got to remember there that you are commentating on Australia in Australia, but that's also go, so going to India, it's going around the rest of the world. So you have to be 100% sure you're not biased because that's going to a truly global audience. And if you favour a side, it um, yeah, people let you know big time. Sure. So test matches against India, they don't have an Indian commentary team beaming that back to, no, back to so, India. No, so... That's your uh, feed? Yeah, Fox is the host feed. So they may have a group in India commentating in Hindi at various stages. So in India, sometimes what happens, they'll take the first session uh, of the Fox feed and then the second hour, they might put Hindi commentary over the top of it or it might be an all-Hindi channel and they'll commentate over the top of it. But generally, everywhere else around the world, you'll hear and see the host broadcast, which in Australia is Fox sports coverage, Fox cricket coverage of the test matches. I'm talking about cricket. Um, I mentioned last week that um, it's very nice to get positive feedback last time we did this. I got a fair bit of negative feedback about Steve Smith. Right. Now, we didn't have anyone send it in, but I keep an eye. and I, The episode? Yeah, yeah. And I'll explain to you why, mate. It's always really nice to get reviews on iTunes, and they're typically positive, and I read them all, and it's really nice to see that people are enjoying the show. But we got a couple. 
Uh, this one's called Journalism, Please, dot, dot, dot. Love your positivity and authenticity, Howie. Was cringing listening to your interview with Steve Smith. Discussing South Africa isn't what this podcast is about, which is what I said. It's exactly what people want to hear. This guy thinks to understand better, step aside and let other cheerleaders do their worst. A similar thing. Great stuff and terrible stuff. Sorry, Howie, it is time to unsubscribe. The Steve Smith interview was a shocker. We won't talk about South Africa. That's not what this podcast is about. Are you serious? Have a guess. That's what the punters want to know. So sad in my opinion because Michael Holding was fantastic, but I cannot listen to your show again, which I'm uh, shattered about, but it's fair enough. Everyone's got a choice. So I wanted to address this because it's a really, really good point. Steve's interview was two years to line up. And I reckon if I went in, and you've got to be upfront with people. I, I'm not in. The, I've, I'm not in the business of saying one thing to Steve or his manager and then doing another thing in the podcast. So I've said to them in that situation, I'm not going to talk to you about the specifics of South Africa. I yeah. say that beforehand. Very similar to Cadell Evans. I said to him, I don't want to talk to you about drugs in cycling. And straight away he leaned back and he's like, oh, wow, and he was so much more relaxed. So to me... We are not trying to make news. We're not trying to make headlines in that sense. We're not trying to break a story. This is a show about the journey and about positivity. Now, I understand Australian cricket fans really want to find out what happened in South Africa because so many people love that team and were let down to us by what happened. But if I then put Steve in that situation, in my opinion, now a different journalist on a different forum may ask that question, I don't care who asked the question, no one's going to get an answer. While these boys are still playing, whether it's David Warner, whether it's Steve Smith, whether it's Cameron Bancroft, they're not going to say exactly what happened because they're still playing with these guys. They're still part of that team. So you've got to sometimes ask yourself, okay, one, am I prepared to ask that question, which I wasn't? And two, if I was prepared, am I going to get an answer? And I'm 100% convinced Steve's not going to answer that question. So why put him offside for the podcast by asking the question. Now, a lot of hardcore journos, which I'm not, would say, well, you've got to ask the question. They would 100% agree with that point. But from where I sit and what I'm trying to achieve on this show, not worth bringing up. Yeah, and and I've also – I also think you weren't in the same room doing it. You were doing it over, over Zoom. Yep. Which – is not as personable as doing it in the in the same room where you can read his body language. You can get a bit of a vibe about how he's feeling about the whole thing more than yep. you know just through the screen. And you know, you put out one wrong word and and he can just get up and walk away, and that's that's the end of it. I know you wouldn't, but you know that is the reality of the situation. And yeah, I, and I appreciate people really wanting to know that. And a lot of people said to me, "Did you ask me about it?" So I'm not saying I've done it the right way for people. I've done it the way that I think is best for me and the way I look at my job and the way I look at the show. But I can understand people wanting to know exactly what happened. But unfortunately, on this podcast, you're not going to find that out. So I'm sorry if I lose you as a listener. Um, but that's the way you can't please everybody. Fair enough. Let's move on. Hi, how are you? It's Adam from Brisbane. Uh, firstly, love the show. My favourite podcast. It just happens to be the only podcast I listen to. <laughs> but I am a sport nut, and uh, as you are, yeah, I think you enjoy it as much as I do. I'd uh, be interested in who has touched you really emotionally the most. I found your interview with Michael Holding to be you know, incredibly powerful. would be num- my number one. Uh, but I'd be interested in your thoughts as to... Um, Know how you've reacted to something that's that's pretty emotional. Anyway, keep up the good work, mate. It's, it's magnificent. Cheers. Thanks, Adam. As I say to everyone that sends in a message, thank you very much for sending it in for being involved. Oh, gee, that's a hard one. 
early doors, I did one with Ricky Ponting when we were working together on the Big Bash, and I can still recall the hotel outside Spotless Stadium in Sydney. We did it before a Sydney Thunder game, and he is, you know, one of the toughest men I know from what I saw on the cricket field, and he started talking about his young bloke, Fletch, who was young, uh, under two at the time, and he had a very serious medical condition, uh, and Rick feared for his life. And Rick was telling this story in a seemingly controlled, calm manner, and then he just started crying. Right. And it was like, wow, I know Rick, but I don't know him that well that there's two blokes sitting in a room and he's crying. And as a father, I could appreciate what was going on. It's the only time anyone's actually asked me to hit pause. So you'll hear part of that in Rick's episode, but we probably stopped for two or three minutes while the great man gathered himself. Um, and that's always the way in press conferences when people talk about their family, that's when you see them getting upset. Huge. Um, so that's one, but the one that really impacted me, the only time I've actually been in tears myself in the podcast was with Yelena Dokic. She talks early in that episode about the physical and mental and probably spiritual abuse her father put her through. And she talked about the fact that it started at age eight. And as people that listen to the show know, my kids are involved in the show. Gets me upset thinking about it now, actually. Um, and Sky the Picker was eight at the time. And I remember saying to Yelena, well, I just, my daughter's eight and I don't think I could finish the sentence. And it was ridiculous because she was comforting me at the time because she's lived through what she's been. But when you hear what Yelena went through and how she's come out the other side, it's very, very, very hard to listen to. So listen to the podcast. Don't listen to that one with your kids. But yeah, mate, that's the one that really hit me right between the eyes. Hi, Howie. Pickle, Big Penguin, Das and Mrs oh, Howie. Oh. My name's Josh, uh, who lives over in Stockholm in Sweden. Oh. Howie, my question to you, and it's a little bit of a spin on the player profiles questions, is if you could watch any sporting event throughout history, what would it be? I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts. You've seen a lot of great sports throughout the years. Uh, keep up the fantastic work and all the best from Stockholm in Sweden. Great question, Josh. A great question. And you know what? That just pumps me right up when we get messages. I got a couple of messages the other day on social media from a couple of clowns who were driving across Canada in a van and they said their soundtrack to their trip was the Howie Games. Oh, awesome. How good. So, uh, Joshy, hope all is well in Sweden. I know you've taken a different approach and things are going pretty well over there. So <laughs> hope you're safe and happy. Gee, it's a big question. That's huge. How long have we got? Oh, yeah. You know? Bradman made 300 in a day. He ended up with 334 at Leeds, I think. I'm talking off the top of my head. I hadn't heard that question before. To sit there and watch Bradman make 300 in a day and to see actually how good he was, I think that's probably where I'm going. Um, the rumble in the jungle mm -hmm. between Ali and Foreman. Have you seen that when we were Kings doco? No. Mate, if you're going to watch a sporting doco, okay. that is the one. What about you? What are you you're tuning up for a Geelong Premiership, um, aren't you? You're so predictable. I don't – I think – I think the best sporting event that I've been to was the Cats 07 prelim where we beat Collingwood to make come, it into the grand final. On, I think that the sporting event that I would most like to have gone to probably would have been the Australia-Uruguay oh. uh, 05, 06, yep. um, to, to make it into the 06 World Cup. Um, would have loved to have gone to that. I also think I, 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 I might take a bit of a different approach to this question my dad was a pretty handy footballer back in the day. Played down your way, bowing heads. I think he won the best and fairest in 89. For the Mighty Seagulls, yeah. did he? Yeah, so I would have loved to have gone back and, and watched 
My dad play a game at his prime. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, you're a big softy. <laughs> Great question, Joshy. Peace, brother. Hey, Howie. Ben from Geelong here, mate. I uh, drive around your area quite often with work, and I've been listening to the Howie games as I've driven past you a few times and wanted to stop and shake your hand and say congratulations. Of course, I'd like to stop and <laughs> shake anyone's hand at the moment. A bit mm. hard. Coronavirus is doing us no favours there. Mate, just wanted to ask, who's been your biggest surprise guest? The one that you thought... Maybe this won't go so well and has really blown your mind. Thanks, mate. Biggest surprise. Not that I didn't think you'd go well. Justin Langer surprised me. Oh, great storyteller. I didn't know how funny he was. So he, he rolls into this story um, about being in an eating contest when he was playing for Middlesex with Mike Gatting and he had a challenge with the man they call Fat Gat in an eating contest. And he goes all the way through it. They state with the bacon sandwiches at the start of the day's play and cups of tea and then the chicken korma for lunch and then afternoon tea, a couple of sausage. Anyway, it goes on and on and on till he's finally out for dinner and having wine and he gets through uh, a big bowl of pasta and he's ready to pop. And then you have to listen to the episode, but then Lang says, and I was done, Howie, I was done. And then Gat said, no, we need dessert. And they bring out... <laughs> The tiramisu. <laughs> and when he goes with tiramisu, he had me in stitches. He's a passionate man. I wasn't surprised because I didn't think it would go well, but I just didn't know how funny JL was. So if you haven't listened to that episode, yeah, do it. It's a good one. It's a good one. G'day, Howie. Matt from Sydney here, mate. Love the podcast. I've listened to every episode. A uh, couple of favourites, Phil Anderson, Luke Longley, Greg Norman and Martin Brundle. Uh, particularly like when I don't necessarily know the guests that well or think I uh, mightn't hold a lot of interest and yet they often end up being my favourite podcast. So well done. Mm. Question I had for you, mate. What editing do you have to do? What doesn't make it dare? And who's been the guest that you've had to edit the most? Thanks, Yowie. Keep up the good work. Thank you. That's a good question. Das can answer most of that. Well, what happens is we get the interview. We generally don't cut out a great deal. No. Um, I don't think it'd be fair to say who we cut out the most. We, we had to play Martin Brundle around a little bit and chop it here and there a little bit because yep. it was a bit of a dodgy connection, no fault of Martin. But basically I, I sit there and I transcribe it on a thing called Trint, so it goes and it spits out all the words, which is fantastic. And then I look where Martin's talking about a certain crash at Silverstone and then I try and find audio. So I'll write, Martin said, and then I went around the fifth corner and I hit a tree and the car burst into flames. So I'll put that in a, in a written script for Das, and then I'll put him a YouTube clip, or it'll just be saying, you know, Brundle's car's on fire, blah, 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 blah. And then I hand it to Das, and I don't really know what you do at that point, but it's a pretty exhaustive script I give you, so you yeah. can answer the rest of that. So what happens, yeah, how he gives me the, the time codes of the edits that he wants done, whether that is uh, leaving stuff on the chopping room floor or editing in audio. We don't chop much out there, do we? No, we don't. We don't. You know, sometimes uh, sometimes there's stuff, you know, dodgy connections or or whatever that, that just sound better yeah. when they're left out. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty... Uh, we leave it pretty much pretty much unchanged, although, you know, there is a bit of a difference between unfiltered and unedited. Um, you can have an unfiltered conversation that's being edited My word. To, to, to be the best product that it can be. But, yeah, basically I get that. I chuck it all in my editing uh, Which is so what? what are you, what's it called? Pro Tools. Pro Tools. Pro okay, tools. we're getting technical now. It's a thing with all these wave files and DAS sort of chops it out and Put there's your Pro goal. Tools and, and then you get the finished product. So, yeah, it's funny. Although with the with the Howie games, there's a lot of people who um, do stuff with the product after it's made, but it is just a two-man operation. Uh, it used to be MJ, now it's me. So, yep. 
And, um, and, what, and what people don't realise, Das also works on Hamish and Andy, which, you know, it's a great podcast and I love it, but it hurts me because <laughs> if Hamish or Andy says jump, Das says how high. So the Howie Games comes – I know they've got the biggest – I know they've got the biggest <laughs> podcast in Australia, mate, and I know they're geniuses. I know they're worth a packet. I know they take you to play games of golf, which I've never done. I was taking you out for dinner. We have, when, and I well, met you. Well, so. yeah, well, that's true. That's true. That's true. But, you know, basically for everyone listening, if Hamish and Andy say, can we do something, it gets done. If Howie Games says it, well, yeah, maybe next week after Hamish is done. That's not true, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we move on. We okay, move on. what have we got next? Hello, Howard. I'm recording this message 400 metres underground in a mine in remote Western Australia and just finished listening to the first Howie Games hotline as well as the Sunday Rub. Favourite episode, without a doubt, would have been the Adam Scott episode, but there was one episode that changed my life and that was your discussion with Jake Edwards. I was lucky enough to meet Jake a couple of years after you recorded that episode and become involved in the outside locker room organisation Unfortunately, last year I hit a pretty dark place in my life and that organisation saved my life. Uh, pretty big statement, I know, but it was super powerful and a lot of credit needs to be given to that organisation. Anyway, it's not about me, as you always say. I do have a question for you and I'm just wondering if you'd ever considered... Um, having any musicians on the Howie Games. Love your work. Peace. Okay, there's a couple of things to unpack there. Firstly, to answer the question, I have thought about going into other areas. I won't explore that too much at the moment. I've thought about musicians that are related to sports. So if I could get Mick Jagger on here, Guru, (laughs) from the Stones because he loves test cricket Uh and talk to him about cricket and music, I... Interviewing someone, it's the same process and all sorts of people fascinate me. Elton John, Brett Lee is pretty mm. tight with Elton John and he's also a man that loves his sport, owned Watford yes. uh, football club at one stage. So I'd love to get musicians on in answer to question that have an involvement in sport. And there's a lot of those. There's some of the, I think it's some of the Metallica boys surf. Yeah, right. Um, I think that's right. So okay. they'd, they'd be pretty cool as well. Now, the more serious part of that question... Uh, firstly, cool that you're listening in a mine, 400 metres underground. That spins me out. Mental health is something we've discussed in this podcast various times with various people. Lane Beachley, uh, Liesl Jones talks about it a lot. A lot of people talk about it in general, but they're a bit more specific. But if you've got kids, don't listen to Jake Edwards, but listen to Jake Edwards because you won't know who he is. He's a man that played football, AFL football for Carlton a while ago. And now, as we heard, he's involved in outside the locker room now. Jake, as I said, this is not one to listen to for the kids and I don't want to go into the specifics of it, but Jake went through a period where he didn't feel life was worth living. He got through that and now he's now now doing some wonderful things in that space. But the one thing, if anyone is listening to this, that Jake reinforces the whole time is that a problem shared is a problem halved, as cliched as that as it sounds. This is not an area I have any expertise in, but speaking to anyone about mental health, Das, they always say, mm. share your problem with someone close to you. And that's the first step along what can be a very, very, very long journey. And speaking to Jake, it was the most difficult interview I've ever done. And I always find it that way because I always feel like I'm walking in with absolutely no understanding of what the person is going through. And you're always so aware about asking questions that don't frame the situation in the right manner or you make them feel awkward. So it's almost like you feel 
this is a, a strange uh, analogy. It almost feels like you're walking in with like a clown with those massive shoes on and those massive hands stuck on, and you're going to wander around and bang something over, and you're going to yeah, you're going to upset people. Fair enough. So, have a listen to that episode with Jake. It was excruciating at times for me, and some of the questions I asked him, I still don't know if it was the right thing to ask him, but he was a very, very open subject. But again, obviously, Lifeline is there. I don't want to go too far into it, but share your problems with someone, and I'm sure those around you that love you will make a difference along the way. But I really appreciate the honesty and openness of that question. As I said, listen to Jake, but not not with your kids, that one. Yeah, really powerful episode. Uh, Howie, I reckon we've got time for one more. Okay, let's, so let's go one it. more. Hey, Howie, it's Mark from Newcastle. Hey, I love the show. I've listened to it since day one. I think the podcast space is really enhanced by what you're doing. Mate, I remember um, speaking to you at the Sydney Test match and saying, why don't you get Kerry O'Keefe on the show? Yeah. And you said, yep, that's a good idea, mate. You've got a lot of stories to tell. And, of course, we've got the funny laugh. So, mate, if you can get <laughs> Kerry O'Keefe on, that would be sensational. Okay. Now, I say, Darcy, that this hotline is meant to be very open and tell you exactly what's happening. I'll be open partly. Marky, stoked that you're listening in Newey. I've got a lot of family up there, magnificent part of the world. G'day to all the good crew in Newcastle. Kerry is our most requested guest. Yep. Number one request we get are Kerry O'Keefe. I've worked with him for a couple of years on Triple M Cricket, now at Fox Cricket. He is fantastic. I don't want to go too far into it. I can't go too far into it. Uh... Due to various reasons, I'm not being silly, Kerry will be on the podcast sometime in the next year and a half. You promise? Promise. All right. Guaranteed. And Kerry is more than happy to appear, but there's just a couple of things that need to be taken care of first. But, Mark, I couldn't agree he'd be an outstanding guest. We'll get Skull on because he is a very, very, very funny cat. But just at the moment, it won't be immediately, but it will happen. Fantastic. Howie, let's wrap it up there. We're out of time. Well, are you giving me the wrap-up? I, I mean, we're not. Are you, it's you, a do you, ra- you don't wrap up Hamish and Andy when those boys are on. You say, here, you let those boys keep going, but you I give mean, me the wind-up, eh? It is a podcast, so we, we can do all of these and make the episode go for how two hours. We? No, people will be sick of me. All right, I understand. <laughs> Hamish and Andy go as long as they want, but Howie, you're done. We're getting kicked out of the studio. Oh, here the boys are now. Oh, they're, oh hang on. Oh, there's a studio booking with the big guns is there. Hey, Darth, love it. Appreciate it, mate. Yeah. Uh, appreciate your help along the way. Thanks to everybody for sending in questions. The number for the hotline is in the show description notes. Stay safe wherever you are. It fills me with joy to hear that people are enjoying the show. And also, hopefully, I address that Steve Smith issue in a way to show you that if you want to send in your negative feedback, we'll address that as well. <laughs> uh, until next time. Yeah, ap- apologies if we didn't get to your message. We'll get it next today, time. Edition three. We'll, we'll get them Edition, edition three. Keep sending them yeah, in. Absolutely. I love it when the hotline blows up. All right, peace and love. To replay, press seven. Message deleted. You have no more messages. Listener.